Don't worry, I'm calling the police. Welcome to your brand new sexy Metropolitan Police Service. For services relating to the current disaster, fuck off. It's Friday, it's good, it's the Good Friday Podcast. You sex a thing, sex a thing, you. Imagine that actually happening in real life, though. <sighs> Trying to get pumped up for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, like, I was you said this to you off air, like, I was like, this was, imagine there was, you were getting murdered in the background and hot chocolate, you sexy thing comes on. <laughs> Could you imagine your reaction to that? I would be scared. I'd feel less scared. Less scared? <laughs> yeah. No, because I'd be, like, someone's dying in front of you, like, like the worst case scenario. Or like, actually, I just watched a night agent on Netflix and there's a scene in it where there's a girl, she phones well, the night agent, but like, say that's like 999 and like, she's being hunted down by killers. Like, imagine like, you're like, they're like, you know, someone's like about to kill you and all you can hear is, you sex a thing, you sex a thing. thing. Like, it'll be like all, like a compilation of all the really most random tunes, like Rick Ashley plays next. <laughs> Do you know you what I mean? Rick Raw's playing yeah. <laughs> Help, I'm dying. Never gonna give you up. But yeah, I think it would be fucking awful. Do you know what? I would love that as a trend on the podcast. If everybody could send in their songs that they would hate to hear or love to hear if they rang like emergency services on the whole music I'd love that get all the weird ones in that'd be great now for the, ne- for the, for the next few episodes uh, so it's episode 38 <laughs> yeah I was sorry I just, there's going to be some really gimmicky ones there, there is there there's really going to be is. ones like someone's phoning up and they're like I'm suicidal I'm going to kill myself and all you can hear is it's Friday Friday <laughs> on Friday anyway <laughs> but yeah it is episode 38 fuck it hell. I don't think I'm going to be able to make it to the end of the week it's Friday then it's <laughs> <laughs> This is uh, going to be a great trend on Jesus the podcast. Jesus Christ. Mikey Q, rock star extraordinaire. How are you? I'm very good, thank you, Darren. How are you? I'm absolutely marvellous now that you're here. Oh. There you go. Jack, what's the crack? Oh, you're not happy to see me as well? <laughs> where the fuck? Where, where, I where am, I am. Of course, I am. Of course I am. Yeah, surviving, can't complain. You're getting ready now for the FA Cup final weekend? Yeah. Or semi-final weekend? Since when did you talk about what happens on in the week? I thought we always do this as like a, we're recording it on the day kind of thing. Or if people just kind of... I think we've we given up on that because yeah. the okay. Liverpool 7-0 thing over Man United went out today. Ah. Uh, I mean, on the 21st of April. So, ah, I yeah. see. Okay, okay, okay. But yeah, so we'll see. Uh, I mean, yeah, the FA Cup final, 90,000, 90,000. I got tickets for the Man United game. Have you? Oh, I'm so excited. As a Man United fan, I'm pretty excited. Who are you playing again? Brighton. Ooh, <laughs> Uh, I'm a big one. fan. I forgot who we're playing. But yeah, I mean, and we just lost to Seville like 3 0. So, like, I mean, if Man United lose this, probably will be calling 999 come Monday morning. But yeah. we'll see. <laughs> Harry Maguire will just have you sexy thing in the background <laughs> in his head. Like, as it, we're good. I also got tickets for the Saturday game. Could you imagine 70,000 people booing Harry Maguire and in oh, his head then would. it's just a monkey clapping <laughs> symbols going, <laughs> you sexy thing. Sexy but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. How are you, Darren? I'm good. No I'm... one ever asks you how you are. No, that's very true, you selfish bastards. Oh, right. Okay. Of course, I'm not talking about you people at home, you sexy bastards. 
<laughs> I'm good. I'm good. We are recording a self tape today later on for an acting thing, which I'm excited for. Yeah, you're still you're, trying. You're going. Yeah. You're, <laughs> <laughs> wow. You're going to be directing me today now as well. Oh, is that, I thought I was literally going to be holding a camera. No, you're directing oh, me. Oh, fucking stab me, cunt. I need to go back to work, I do. Fucking G. When we have a lunch long. break, it's I am not going to take long. I'm like the wind. It's not, trust me. Oh, don't fuck worry. this. It's not going to take long. Okay. So, we <laughs> have some fantastic topics for you today. Will we get into the first one? Yes. Oh, is that my turn? No, this is just the first topic. So, this is the first topic. <laughs> <laughs> So, do you, do you want to do the sync? Oh, yeah, sorry. Jack is, is clapping. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Mikey's clapping. Darren is clapping. <laughs> I might come over to yours when you're making a really important point and just get in the background of it. Three, two, one. Marianne Williamson once said, Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that frightens us. Salvador Dali once said, Have no fear of perfection. You will never reach it. Darren Jenkins once said, What the fuck is that? My shit looks black this morning. So, with that in mind, we talk about fear. <laughs> Until you pull yourselves together for a minute. Oh, do you know, I, oh, yeah, I don't know. So fear. <laughs> You're fucking weird. <laughs> I mean, I hope on your CV you list the kind of shit. That you, would you ever put the podcast on your CV? No. <laughs> I think rightly so. <laughs> and like, it just is, I, I mean, some of the shit you come out with. I know, I know. If, if anybody knew who we were, we'd be cancelled by now. Have you ever seen <laughs> Unsheen Adalu? No. It's a Salvador Dali film. Um, it's on YouTube, so if anyone's listening via Spotify, open up YouTube and watch it. It's a Salvador Dali film, which I don't know why, but we were like all made to watch it in film school. Mm-hmm. I say film school, it's called Uni Jack, stop making it sound fancy. And they basically, there's one shot on it where he gets a, a blade from a, like a, like a barber's blade, but the proper ones that you close shave with, and he cuts an eye. Yeah, but like because there's no graphic, there's no like effects back in like when Salvador Dali was making this film. It's like a they actually used a pig's eye to do it. But like everyone branded it as like the most grotesque film. And like you know, like there's these really old films that somehow are like the epitome of cinema. Yeah, it's one of them. There's like the, uh, yeah, stuff, fucking yeah, yeah. all the films in black and white which aren't actually that good. Come at me. No, you're right. The acting was terrible and a lot of that stuff. Um, but what I'm getting at is you just mentioned your Salvador Dali. I can't really comment on your shit being black, Darren. I don't really know what to say about that. I should show it to you. <laughs> right. So fear. The reason I brought this up, because I said, like, it's something that's not really, I suppose, discussed enough. Um, For good reason. Yeah. Because everybody's too afraid. To <laughs> <see what> I <laughs> like, I mean, how often do you talk about fear unless you're put in a fearful situation? And I guess yeah. like there's there's difference between being like fear is like, I think, two kind of two types of fear. Oh, I don't want to get, you know deep bro but uh, <laughs> I think there's like kind of like things you are scared of and you class them as like fears and there's things which are like fearful which is like if you're in that situation you would probably shit a brick and I don't really think you know those things that are fearful until you're in that situation yeah. that makes sense yeah you know we talk about being murdered and hearing shit music on 999 <laughs> but like quite frankly yeah do you see what I'm saying it's yeah, like you know do, yeah. being put in that situation um or like being I guess put in a fight uh, like, you know, for example, like working in, in the pub like a couple of times when there's like people trying to like 
and they're up for a fight and you're like squaring up to them and you're like, oh, this is fight or flight mode now. It's like you either get into this or you're like, okay, see you later, goodbye kind of thing. And I think that's like the situations which are fearful. I don't know. You can give me a no, two No, you're fine. I, I, it's, you mentioned something there very interesting, which I um, was about to kind of segue into, which was fight or flight mode, mm. which is when we started basically, not this podcast, I mean man, man mankind, not men. Men. The beginning of men. The oh, no, they, them kind. They're, They're not allowed to use they, them pronouns. Kind. No. Yeah, not to piss off Sam Smith. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. No, they but they prefer the idea- to be called cave people. <laughs> <laughs> so the idea behind it was if you met a bear on your day, or a mammoth or whatever the hell it would be or a lion or whatever, some sort of man-eating animal that the cavemen would get into flight or flight mode, fight or flight mode and would be able to respond accordingly, you know, and um, to, to protect themselves, you know. But as we've evolved and we've come to modern day times, fight or flight mode is still in our biological wiring, but because we're not meeting bears and mammoths and stuff like that on a daily basis, it comes into play in everyday situations. Like, we'll say... A lot of people have anxiety about like being in crowds or like talking to people that they don't know or something like that. And a lot of that stems from the fact that we still have this fight or flight mode, but it's not evolved along with us um, from what the meeting bears and mammoths thing is. So mm. we're, we're left in a situation where we think talking to somebody that we don't know is the same <laughs> as meeting a bear because it... it, it releases the same chemicals in your head and provokes the same reaction of fight or flight mode. I need to protect myself here. So I'm just going to stop talking to people that I don't know. But do you think they always had that as well? Like the cave people were always a bit like, (laughs) but they weren't worried for their dignity and stuff. They weren't really at a rave with 3,000 people. Do you know what I mean? They had no idea they didn't like crowds. They don't turn up to Waterloo at eight o'clock in the morning like, oh, oh, this is bad. (laughs) Why was that accent African, Jack? What the? I didn't think it was. That was just. I mean, I I didn't know if it was cave people. I hate it. That was a cave they, them. I'm sorry, guys. If that came across any other way. But you, um, you, you are right. I think that's that's quite... Uh, by the way, I, is this, like, on something? Have you read something, or is this you just your Oh, thought? this is my... No, no, this is my... Um, <laughs> this is my psychiatrist telling me this. Okay, good. Because I was like... Shocker, oh. <laughs> Darren's in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I don't want it to be the case that someone's like, oh, this is really interesting. I'm going to read up about it. And then they're literally like, what the fuck was this guy on about? <laughs> Do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? But no, that, it's my psychiatrist told me that. Yeah. I think I... I I think that's quite true. I think there's... Um, I'm surprised that it kind of releases the same kind of chemicals. I think being... I think there's a fine line between anxiety now and and fear. Like, mm. you, you, I don't know if it's the same thing. I don't really know if you can actually call it the same thing. But you can get anxious being in situations which kind of, I guess, would trigger the same kind of things of fight or flight, mm. you know, and whether you sit there and fight through that fear. But then I, when I, the fear you kind of told me about or when you initially told me about this topic, I think for me, I was thinking more like, you know... I'm fearful of heights. Like, do you know what I mean? Or like, we'll I'm cover fe- that as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, you know, jumping ahead. Am I? No, 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 no. I'll, Fire I'll, ahead. I'll yeah, sit yeah. back down. Let me know when you want me to talk again. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. If you want to talk about fear of heights and spiders and stuff. Well, I'm scared of heights. No, but genuinely, I'm actually probably scared of heights. I used to be super scared of heights, 
super scared and then like since then it's got better and i used to be scared of flying i think even recently so we just spoke about it before but i went to ireland over the easter easter period and like on my flight back i mean fuck every person that's irish that listens to this podcast has definitely taken a ryanair flight in their life because they just seem to only fly to ireland and you know maybe spain because we're all probably poor an irish man turns orange but like it was it was just the most obscene landing I've ever had in my life. And the thing is, I don't mind... Ta- actually, taking off for me is the worst and the kind of middle part of the flight because that's when you're like, we're not really over water, we're not really over land. If this plane comes down, I'm going to die. Yeah. But like for me, it's like if we're kind of like, you know, 10, 15... I don't know what goes on in my head, but in my head, it's like if we're 10, 15,000 feet in the air, I'm like, we could crash. I'll probably survive. I'll be fine. But like that's... <laughs> in reality, that is never ever happening. And when we're landing and when they're like, oh, the captain says there's 25 minutes to take till, till landing, I'm like... Hey, I'm gonna live because, like, for me, landing is the easiest. But when you fly with Ryanair, it's like the plane drops out the fucking sky. It is insane. Like, I've never experienced anything like it. But I think for me, that fear, or as you say, that fear or that anxiety about that situation comes from not being able to control something. Whereas, like, you know, like, I guess, like, it comes down as well what you say about crowds of people. Sometimes I get super anxious when something's really busy and, like, there's so much going on around that I just cannot focus on anything. I guess because mm. you cannot control any part of that situation. There's yeah. so many variables. And I don't think that turns me into a control freak. But, like, you know, I don't mind the trains, although people say there's more accidents on the trains and more deaths on the trains than there is on planes. I didn't know that. Yeah, planes is the safest way to travel full stop like there is there are so many flights up in the sky now I've, i don't know if you've ever gone onto like flight radar and just like typed in your location and you're like there'd be like four or five planes over you now and you wouldn't even have a fucking clue like the planes you see that are so low are probably just coming into land like 10 15 minutes away do you know what i mean but whereas the ones that are there's there's planes that are 30 or thousand feet in the air even though i was looking the other day when i was trying to track my girlfriend's flight coming back there was a plane that was like on on the flight radar i was like she's gonna crash she's gonna die <laughs> what the fuck because there was a plane that they just went over each other but one One's at 33,000 feet and the other one's at like 38. You know, they fly at 1,000 feet above each other. Is that all they have to be? 1,000 feet? Yeah. Oh, I'd shit myself. That's fucking I would scary. shit myself. It's, even numbers is like westbound and then odd numbers is eastbound. Really? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's literally 1,000 feet. That is fucking mental. <laughs> Do you think, when not to make this all about fear of flying, but like, do you think the people's fear with going through airports and going on flights and stuff comes from the fact that like this airport security is so re- tight and restrictive. Well, it's because we that, all saw thousands of people die when we were like 10 years old or whatever. Yeah, that's what and I mean. And now no one trusts planes, you know. But Yeah. Like, it's also like the gruesomest way to go. It's not like a car crash mm-hmm. is grim, obviously, but like plummeting out the sky is obviously kind of worse yeah it's kind of like if yeah. you die you kind of want to die quickly yeah. i know that sounds so dumb but i'd rather like the, the oxygen just cuts off and we get sucked out the side of the yeah. plane than the fact that they're like falling from thirty-eight thousand feet like yeah. i'd have time to like text mom being like oh rip but me you, you know, know what i mean what's actually weird though there's been like kind of reports that it, like hysteria kicks in and like people are, like laughing and stuff because you don't you don't know how to control the emotions isn't that so, when the oxygen mm, cuts off could be because it could also yeah. just be that weird acceptance that you're the plane's going down and then yeah. everyone just like loses their mind and who knows what happens man it must be just I've gone down that wormhole and start shifting them yeah <laughs> you're the kind of, you're the kind <laughs> of guy that's Ted. watched tons of you've watched tons of like 9-11 documentaries or like you've watched they, tons of like plane documentaries from some, like I mean usually it always starts with a tragedy right like the Lebanon explosion and then I just watched every video mm-hmm. there was of it because I couldn't believe it and it was when that that guy slammed the um, German wings plane into the mountain the pilot was suicidal. He was just that recent? Yeah. yeah, a few years back. 
Okay. Yeah. And that, that, that was just, or something. I think. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. That just opened the wormhole again because I thought, how could how could you do? That? Was that a passenger Imagine plane? Does, yeah, yeah. Oh fuck! Why are we talking about this, man? I don't <laughs> want to go anywhere <laughs> now. Fuck. That's that was going to be my next question to you, Mike. Fuck. With all those documentaries and everything that you watch about this stuff, does that increase your fear of flying? Then no, no, no. I, I don't really. Have Do you think fear you become desensitized to it? Kind of. It, it's also a you can't control any of that, can you? Yeah. You know what? Do you get this you thing? Know. I I often get it when you're going through an airport, right? And um and you're going through airport security and you're like, I know I don't have a fucking package of cocaine in my bag, but for some what reason, if there is? What, what if somebody's done something like, and I get to leave in shops like near those like things that those detectors that go off. Like I'm like, I know I've just paid for this. I've just watched myself pay for this, but I still think this is going to go off and tell me I robbed it. Yeah, I do that all the time. I don't know why. Yeah. And then, like in my head, I'm like, oh, it might be my keys that will set it off because it's like a little fob. And I'm like, but oh. that fear—that's what yeah. I mean. That everyday kind of fear, like that. That's that's the kind of thing. Is that's obviously just a normal emotion, then, is it? I get that when like, the police turn up. Like the police <laughs> might turn up. Not not even like I have such. Is it, I think that's a bad conscience. Yeah, yeah, because like I have the police will turn up, and it could be like, oh, there was something that happened outside, and we need your CCTV, or the, mm. you know, it's got nothing to do with us. Mm. It could be them coming in to tell us information about something that's going on in the local mm. area. But like for me, I'm like, oh, what have I yeah. done? What have I done? <laughs> Should I call my lawyer? Oh like, my god, have they gonna are they gonna find that dead body that I didn't kill? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, dead body that I didn't kill. <laughs> it's like, oh, I you know. know what I mean, though. That that's the kind of thing, and it it all, I suppose. This is obviously the distinction because you you mentioned anxiety a fair bit there, Jack. Like to me, anxiety is not even to me. It is proven. Anxiety is an emotion, right? Anxiety mm. is an emotion. Everybody has it. It's normal. It's normal to be fearful of things, right? But anxiety disorder is the condition in that like you can't regulate your anxiety when it comes up about normal things like, oh, my God, I didn't put down a fucking coaster under the drink or something like that and you start having a panic attack over it that's yeah. a disorder yeah. but if you're anxious about like oh I, i'm gonna not going to be in work on time and my boss is going to give out to me that's normal but i think we kind of nowadays just blow it up i think to like because i also think that's not fear fear, fear yeah. is so much bigger than that yeah like, what e do you e think it is then fear is like that uncontrollable autopilot mode you do when mm. when something massive is happening when you see a huge fire kind of thing it's that weird like where's my barbecue or or <laughs> autopilot, <laughs> autopilot made or like yeah it's when you're out of control with it that's like actual fear i think i know what you're saying when and again when you said about hysteria with the planes and stuff i had a massive fear of heights for a long time like to the point like what you were saying i couldn't go up a fucking ladder without getting nervous like do you know what i mean but then i did you couldn't get up a ladder no i couldn't i was I could for just a long imagine time you screaming now we're ah! at building sites it's ah! like, yeah. ah! you're like that far off the ground <laughs> i don't know three inches is a lot sometimes <laughs> sometimes it's twice as much as some people get <laughs> hi sarah <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but what I meant was that um, I did a parachute jump then last yeah. summer, and yeah. uh, you've seen the video yourselves as well. I put it up on the on the GFP page, and I got to the point where basically I was on the plane. I was going to be the first jumping out of the plane, and I was like, "Do you know what? If I'm going to die here now, there's fuck all I can do about it." 
after shitting myself all morning, like. Ruining the plane for everyone else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, as in, like, it got, it got to that point where you're just like, I can't do anything about it now. He's not going to turn around and land the plane for my yeah. sake. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And I'm the first out. So if I don't jump, none of the rest of them can jump. Don't so they push you out? When you, no, when it's tandem, all you have to do is just fall. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the guy will. The guy oh. who does everything else, yeah. I really thought I wanted to do a parachute jump till now just listening to you talk about it. And like in my head now, I'm just starting to get like, oh, oh, oh. I still oh. recommend it to anybody. Really? I still, honestly, it was absolutely a breathtaking experience. Yeah, I reckon yeah. it's epic. Yeah, what, like because the free fall must feel like a long time. If you're free, you're only in free fall for about like forty seconds, if even. That's Is a that long it? time. I oh, know, but I, I thought it'd be like minutes. No. no, no, but it feels like minutes. It feels like minutes. forty seconds, man. Of course, you're going to say forty time. seconds feels like minutes. Tell Sarah again. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Sarah. <laughs> 40 seconds is greedy. <laughs> if you're good enough, you can do it in 10. <laughs> Feels like hours. <laughs> Fuck. She's going to get really fucking pissed off if she keeps being brought up like this. Jeez. Right. But no, I, I had it like when I was falling down, your eyes actually look like they're nearly seeing crystals. Do you know what I mean? When you're falling through I've the crowds. No and idea. Stuff. What do when, you mean? When you're falling through the clouds. Yeah. Like they actually, you're, it's like your eyes because at the rate that like the wind and the clouds and stuff are actually, you're, you're falling through them. It looks like nearly you're seeing crystals. Do you not get, um, oh, sorry, not actually, do you not get, I was going to ask, do you get goggles? But that's a really stupid question. You do get goggles. Yeah, yeah. see, again, that was a stupid question. No, because <laughs> I was going to ask if he was wearing goggles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, wasn't a stupid question yeah. then. But how high do you jump from? 13,000 feet. Now, there's obviously higher than that, but yeah, like yeah. 13,000 was the highest you could do in Ireland at that time. I mean, that's 13 the shards. Or, I don't know. Is the shard a thousand feet? 150 Irish villages? <laughs> I don't know. What's the tallest <laughs> building you have? I know what the shard is. <laughs> uh, Irish here equivalent. For three and a half years, you cheeky bastard. <laughs> Sorry, go on. I wasn't going to say right. it. I was giggling. All right. Sorry. You were just both slagging me. All right. <laughs> but right. Take that then. And then um, this obviously comes down, I suppose, to what many people have, I suppose. Fear of failure. Do you oh, get that ever? Oh, fucking hell, man. I got therapies on a Monday. Why well, I have it again <laughs> on a fucking Friday? Do you, ever, do you ever get that, though? Do you ever get the fear of failure? I mean, like... I actually I would say like I'd like to say no because I don't think I have it as bad as what I see other people get it if that makes sense like Me. I see people yeah <laughs> but you know you know right. I, but like I know people where they they kind of put pin everything on this one project or this this one mm. outcome and I think for me, I'm like, you know, if, if something happens that way, great. If it doesn't happen that way, then it's kind of like, oh, I'll just try something else. Mm. But then again, like there are the arguments for having such a high fear of failure being like, you know, such a driving factor for certain things. Yeah. Like, again, like I'm being very narrow minded because I am narrow minded and I have no friends. But like I'm thinking along the lines of like, oh, you know, creating your own business, for example, or kind of mm. doing something that you really want to do. Oh, Darren, you're a perfect example. You want to try to be a what do you call it? Um pretender pretender a pretender and so like pretender thespian that's the word isn't it thespian thespian, yeah. thespian um but like um you know you you've got to have that fear of failure otherwise you will never commit to it so much yeah but having but committing so much where you have no other alternative will kind of almost as well set yourself up for failure because then like say for example something happens which is completely out of you know your control mm. i don't know you break your face 
and then you can't be on TV <laughs> or theater. Hi, welcome to the news. <laughs> sorry, go ahead. That was that was mean to people that have got broken faces. Yeah, I'm sorry to everybody who has broken faces. <laughs> um, no, I get what you mean. I think I got. I think I have the fear of failure to the point where I feel like every day that I'm not being a professional pretender, um, I feel like I'm failing. Like I, 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 I do. And like I, I put it this way to you, right? I have, um, I have a friend of mine, Connor, who works with, um, in marketing, right? And I heard him on a podcast himself a couple of weeks back, and like, this is a man who slept in a washing basket in my house, right? <laughs> I've been on the beer with this man so many times. He's he's one of my best friends. He's a legend, like, right? But. He sounded like he knew what he was talking about. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's how further along he is in his career and in what he wants to do. And I'm like, why aren't I like that? And I think maybe it's coming in the, to the point where I'm like, I'm at a certain age and I feel like I should be further along. And I think I do kind of get that. And I think certain people do get that in terms of that's why I feel like so many people feel the fear of like being left on the shelf or being left behind with marriage and kids and stuff. Because they're like, they see all their friends doing it. And they're like, oh, I'm never going to have it if I don't do it by this age, whatever it might be. That's all wrong, though. Yeah, I agree with that. That's I do wrong. agree that it's wrong, but I do agree as well that it happens. It happens, for sure. Yeah. But everyone starts at different stages. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, there's actors. Like, I swear, like, isn't it like Al Pacino got in acting at 40? Yeah, Alan Rickman got in at 30. That's what I said. You know? That's exactly what I just said. It wasn't yeah. Al Pacino because Al Pacino was a young actor. But like, I mean, there's tons of actors that got in super young. There's tons of people that do fucking tons of stuff. Super, that's not super, much. Do you know what I mean? Super old. Mm -hmm. So like, um, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say super old. And the thing with the kids is true. I like, I remember looking at my, one of my friends getting married next year and um, I've already got friends as well. But then again, like it's not close, close friends, but it's friends mm -hmm. that I see. And like, I'm just sitting there. Like one of my mates, he's been single forever fucking hell he's been single for ages and now like all of his mates which is all of us are all in kind of quite serious relationships like four or five years and he's literally like right to so the weddings next year who am i bringing to the wedding and he's like scrapping <laughs> along his like all these girls that he knows to try and find someone to bring to the wedding like someone that like one of his friends but like all of them have now got boyfriends so he's like fuck this i'm actually just gonna go by myself but i think i keep saying to him like i mean it's really not that deep do you know what i mean like mm. I, you know you don't go out of your way to get someone just because you know that by your say like 30s as an example um funny what I was, i've actually read this book recently or been reading i still can't finish it because i'm autistic um it's it's called the defining decade i don't know if you've ever read it no it is i will give it to each of you once i finish it. i'll rip it in half and give you each half and then you can nice. swap nice. um it's really good it's 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 about how this lady is was a therapist and, uh, and i guess a lecturer as well um in America, and she has tons of 20-somethings, she calls them, coming to her for therapy and coming to her with their life problems. And she, all these people, and some of them were also in their 30s, like early 30s, and she's saying how a lot of the people in their 30s wish that they did more in their 20s to turn around and solidify kind of like where they are in life as such and yeah. to turn around and make those kind of jumps. Because, like, for example, again, we're going to talk about millennials later, but, like, I guess a lot of people are kind of scared to make those jumps in jobs yeah, but mm. she was saying two thirds of wage growth comes in the first ten years of your career, and I mean you start working at twenty one by by thirty one you should have two thirds of your your you know statistically speaking. But I'm not saying that you're going to have to do this, but these those kind of facts where you you should be kind of pushing the boat out. Like you mm. you know for example you're right today we're doing this um you know 
pretending thing and we're going to record you and pretend it and probably sell it and put it up on Pornhub whatever but like you're you're <laughs> doing that to further your career like you're, yeah. you're you're doing something there's there's going to be tons of other people that might even ironically enough be listening to the podcast and if this is you unlucky cat because I'm using you as an example but like there might be people that are listening to the podcast that are like oh shit like Darren wants to be an actor he's starting on something why the fuck have I not done it and they could be two three years older than even you are do you yeah. see what I'm saying? You know, there, there's, yeah. there is like a fine line. I think you do have to kind of remember where you are in life, in everything in general, and kind of remember that, yes, you might be ahead of some people, you might be behind some people, but as long as you're doing something to kind of improve that, then life's cushy. There's one... Drop the mic. Drop the mic, exactly. That is actually very good. Well done, man. I'm not talking ever again. <laughs> <laughs> there's one trick um, that I would suggest to anybody who, who has this fear on a daily basis. I know this one. This should slightly rub around the edge of your asshole while you're... No, that's what I used to do with the priest. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey's shocked. It's, um, no, it's something that came up in the book that you gave me, the How to Stop Overthinking one. And then in, and it came up in the... Oh, brilliant book. With my psychiatrist <laughs> as well. But it, it's, something, <laughs> it's something called ruminating, right? So ruminating is basically like spiraling about negative thoughts. Asking yourself questions uh, or like you, you say something like, oh, I'm going to be late for work. I'm going to be late for work. I'm going to get fired. I'm not going to have any money. I'm going to end up homeless. Mm. I'm going to end up addicted to drugs, whatever. That's ruminating. That's spiraling out of control to when you see the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. The trick with that is if you set a timer on your phone for like five minutes or whatever, if you can start at five minutes and then kind of dial it back to three, Think about all that stuff. Get it all off your chest. And then at the end of it, when the five minutes is up and the timer goes off, ask yourself some questions. Will this matter to me in a month? Will this matter to me in a year? Will this matter to me in five years? And ask yourself those questions honestly. And more often than not, whatever fear you have in your mind will be at least calmed down Mm. and be lessened. Do you know what I mean? So I would recommend that to anybody. And I want to say thank you to you for giving me that book. Cause so many right. thank yous going on today. I, I just, just want to no, say I'm thank you. Fucking best. Best. There's another cool thing that um, I heard recently offer, offer that idea, which mm. is you begin to like imagine and go down and, and feel miserable because of something that hasn't even happened. Right In your mm. mind, you've taken it there. Mm. And it's the idea that there is only ever now in terms of time that there is only ever the present moment that is it so like don't don't think of time like this like think of it like there's only ever now that that is it it's only ever the present moment so whatever it is can you change it right now if so yes do it if not no you can't so that's it like Mm. it's only ever the present moment if you wake up and you're late that's it you're late now can you get there on time no well, get there when you can then. You can't do anything mm. about it. So you'll get there. If the boss shouts at you, cool. You'll be in that moment as he's shouting at you, like, I can't really do anything about this because he's, <laughs> you know, you know, there's only ever now. Yeah. And that's also a kind of cool way of thinking. Because instead of like, that's where anxiety comes from anyways, right? It's mm. all focusing on stuff that hasn't even happened, mm-hmm. might not ever happen. But and then possibly. you live in that potential dystopian future hell. As opposed to just being now, when actually right now it's okay, do you know. Do you want to drop the mic as well? <laughs> 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 no, it's pretty. I, I I'll finish it with this bit. Um, 
there was a, is it called a yogi in Indian culture? You don't have a clue. Do I yogi yeah. the bear, bro. The guy, no, the guy no, no, no. It was this, like this guy who's like a. You I, don't I even know yourself. No, no, I can't pronounce the guy's name. But when I was researching stuff about fear the other day, it was with this guy who's um, he was in he was in Hindu culture anyway. I know you're from a Sikh culture, um, a yogi or something like that. But he talked about the fact that basically fear doesn't exist. That it's it's it requires a lot of imagination to get it to go. So that if you're not fearful in your life every day or every minute, then when you are fearful, you're just basically using your imagination to keep it going. Yeah. So that just stay in a situation where you're not fearful. Now, it might be overgeneralizing it, but it's, it is an interesting point to but think fear that. Fear is so personal anyways, yeah. isn't it? Like, I I'm, I'm have different fears to you two. Yeah. And then some people are scared of everything. Other people, super comfortable in even wild situations. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a, something that would scare us, other mm. people aren't bothered about. So... I don't know if, if you could then train yourself to not be scared of stuff. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's a good point. Send us in your correspondence on uh, fear and let us know exactly what you think. Fear. I miss talking about porn and stuff. <laughs> Ready? Are we uh, resyncing? Well, we can do. Yeah, I think we'd have to. Uh... Yeah. Darren is clapping. Michael is clapping. Jack is clapping. Okay, and in three, two, one. It's often said millennials live in the vacuum of a privileged society. It's often said that the causes of millennials <laughs> lack purpose and direction and common sense. Darren Jenkins, psychiatrist, once said, No, Darren, if you sleepwalk and dream about eating your arm, you should stop as soon as you can taste anything. <sighs> <laughs> Honestly, I actually had that dream once that I was going to be sleepwalking and that I was going to like it was like an inception thing that I was sleepwalking and that I was going to be eating an arm and it was my arm and that I kept and I was like, at what point do I wake up? Would it be scary if you didn't and you just consumed yourself in your sleep? Yeah, my ter- <laughs> my psychiatrist told me it wasn't normal. <laughs> do you anyway. do you believe dreams mean something? No. Absolutely. You do? Absolutely. Because my, my girlfriend always goes, she dreamt of water last night, and she's like, oh, I'm going to be sick. And I'm like, what the fuck is because that? Because she dreamt of water. Yeah, whenever you dream she of water. she woke up and pissed the bed? Or? No, thank oh. fuck, no. <laughs> but yeah, whenever you dream of water, apparently like, it means you're going to be sick. Really? Yeah. That's okay. such bullshit. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I'm, you know, I, I barely remember my dreams. I wake up like 10 minutes later, and then I'm like, oh, God, I've got no idea what that was. No, I'm on the believer that that is real. Whatever's going on in the dreams is real. Like is real. Yeah, it's like either you share a consciousness, like it's still your consciousness just goes somewhere else. So it's either alternate universe or you know alternate dimension or something. But I think it's real. Fucking hell! I've yeah. had some weird dreams. I wonder who I'm sharing a fucking <laughs> consciousness with. Jesus. Millennials. No, it's still with you. It's just like <laughs> other versions of you. Darren tries so hard to give us on point. Millennials! Let's fucking talk about millennials! Jack, this was your topic you wanted to talk about, so do you want to kick it off? Yeah, but I'm going to allow you to kick it off. All right. (laughs) I'm joking. (laughs) I can do some of my own things. Okay. I promise. You have to wipe my ass all the time. 
what are we talking about? <laughs> so, I, I, why, <laughs> why I wanted to talk about millennials was because um, I don't really know what I saw online. I think it was probably just a couple of bullshit tweets and I guess some stuff about, um, I don't know if you saw the stuff about what's going on in America, about Bud Light. Uh, they recently got like a, a, a trans woman now man to um, promote their beer. And then like all these like, Mid America, Midwest Americans were like conservative. Yeah, yeah, they were like, "What the fuck is this, man?" Like, yeah. Where is that actually even from? <laughs> Australia, from that small, Australian, from that yeah, small great. Australian population <laughs> in the Midwest of America. But they started getting annoyed, and it kind of started reminding me like there was a lot of people that were replying like, "Oh, um, this is the new way. Like, you've got to adapt." And it kind of got me thinking about, um, I guess, millennials, uh, which was weird. But kind of, I think how millennials have got this attitude that everything that they do now and everything that they've been taught as some sense is kind of like the way things should be done now. They kind of think that they're coming in with such fresh ideas and fresh, like kind of new, uh, you know, I guess, yeah, it, it goes along the lines of that. They think they're right. Um, and there's a lot mm -hmm. of them that think they're right, although they know nothing of the topic that they're talking about. Now I'm not talking about the ones that are, you know, educated and are coming into like accountancy and they're like, Oh, Hey, there's an easier way to do this. Cause I've been studying accountancy for four years. Yeah. Or I'm not talking about the ones that are actually smart. I'm talking about this kind of like uneducated experts. Yes. Yes. And I guess that kind of why that's leaning into it was I saw a, a, another thing recently about a guy who worked. Um, I don't know why, but he came off as a, um, I, you know, Ikea has this team of people that assemble the furniture for you. Yeah. Now, Ikea furniture, I think everyone has done it once in their life. But, I mean, it is a piece of piss. It really is the easiest thing. As long as you follow the instructions. Yeah, and yeah. as long as you actually get everything delivered, because sometimes they'll send you, like, one piece less and, you know, whatever. But um, they, he was saying the worst clientele he's ever dealt with is millennials, because they have no idea how to put things together. Mm -hmm. And they would not offer any help, a tea or a coffee, wouldn't be kind, would just be like, you know, we want this done, we want this done straight away. And it kind of got me thinking about how wish... Well, I say we, but, I mean, I, I am I a millennial? Like... And what, what do you define it as? What do you define? I, I'm just as? thinking as like kind of I I would I, I would go as like people our age maybe younger than us. I mean, millennial would surely mean 2000 onwards. Onwards, yeah. Okay, so yeah. then I'm just I'm like you know shitting on my girlfriend here, but I don't. I'm not saying everyone, but like um, what I'm getting at is the fact that it's people don't really know how to do things that. Mm. previous generations were taught so handy do you know what i mean I'm, diy is a big thing that we were talking about before taxes yes is a big thing we're talking about i i mentioned that yeah. i wanted to talk about today um and I, I guess kind of like general like life i mean it's not that it's daftly hard but like i mean i remember going i was home at ireland and my, you know my granddad's 99 and my, my nan is god pushing 90 bless her and it was like we were we were uh one of my cousins was sick and she had this wacky concoction of like, this is how you get a better, a bit of lemon juice, a bit of salt water, a bit of like, you know, like <laughs> hot brandy. And the kid's like eight. And she's like, just give her a tiny bit. And I'm it's like, okay. a hot toddy. No, but it was like a weird mix of like lemon and like salt in it. And there was like, obviously there was the cloves and the honey and whatnot, but there was just other stuff in it that just made it a bit weird. Um, especially the salt. I never realized you put salt in a hot toddy. A bit mm. weird to me. Um, but anyway, what I'm getting at is they have this kind of, They've lived their life. They've experienced things. They they know how, you know, I guess life works and how they can better, you know, family and whatnot. But I think that's not being passed down. I think we've kind of got to a stage now where it's kind of like, I, you, you know, and again, I would, I would probably say myself, I haven't learned that kind of stuff from my mum, although my mum might have learned that from her mum. Does that make sense? Okay. It's yeah. kind of like being filtered out. And the stuff that's being filtered out now is the lack of, you know, my dad was never one for DIY. Like I would never, ever see him fixing anything in the house. It would be, let's call... I mean, conveniently so. He's Polish and his name's Rafael and he's like oh, the guy that always comes and does all the stuff in the house. But like, 
super nice guy and, and I've known him for God knows how many years but it's like you know I actually learned more from him watching him do DIY around our own house than my dad actually showing me how to DIY dad never showed me to shave YouTube showed me to shave do you know what I mean it's like yeah, yeah. all these like things that I guess are so but are often taught and passed right. down yeah. that just get are then lost like the basic DIY yes you can learn it and you can kind of see again YouTube is a great place for that but then, like, it's just, I think it's wacky. Like, people come in with this attitude that there is, you know, oh, I can't do that. I've got no idea. I'm just going to call someone to do it or I'll just get someone else to do it. And people are, of course, capitalizing on that. But yeah, do that you was think, a rant. No, no, you're right. I, I just wonder if, right. if you're kind of trying to play a devil's advocate here. Do you worry, like, as a parent, um, do you say, well, what can I actually teach them that the internet can't? Mm. It's like, what's the point in me sitting down with you for an hour showing you how to shave if you can watch a YouTube video and that'll teach you better than what I will. Is I mean, that back, their, is back that their then, opinion? Though? Me giving... No, I, I wouldn't say that's my parents' opinion, personally. Okay. I'd say back then they didn't even realise really the, the scope of YouTube. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm talking, I was shaving when I... Like, look at the fucking... How much hair I've got on my body. I was shaving when I was like six months old. Like, I've, they, there was no scope of like YouTube and what it could do back yeah. then. I think now there, there is a difference. There's even like YouTube channels called like... Um, it's, it's not called Who's Your Daddy? That's completely wrong. But <laughs> that's like, the wrong there's, website. There's something that's where you it's porn. like, you know, uh, it's like, you know, your online dad or something. And it's a guy that shows people like how to fix a toilet and like how to, you know, like grout, you know. Yeah. It does all these things that like maybe your dad would have shown you when you were younger. But obviously like some people, they're not in a situation where they have a dad or they're even like talking to their parents or whatnot. So mm. I think it's kind of like, yeah, there, there are those certain situations. But like, I think a lot of that for the, 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 the people that are fortunate enough either to, you know, have, have parents that they can speak to or whatnot. It's not readily available. People aren't learning this kind of stuff. It's not being passed down. People yeah. are coming very unprepared. You, fucking hell, you barely know anything about taxes. You've got I no idea. And like, I mean, people are just mm. taking money from you and you're like, oh yeah, it's cool, man. And it's like, how can that be possibly <laughs> right? Like, you've got no I idea. I HMRC. Yeah, but like, <laughs> my brothers as well, like, they've got no idea. Absolutely no idea. And it's like, it takes, uh, you know, all the stuff I've learned to do with tax isn't because I'm like, you know, so keen and I've spent hours. I've probably spent maybe, I'd say, an hour reading HMRC's website and just being like, my That's no, fuck that for trouble biscuit. <laughs> do you want to do mine as well? Uh, yeah, maybe I'll do yours. Yeah. I'll do yours, Mikey. Yeah. <laughs> but it, Both uh, yeah. of us in prison cells. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like Mikey's staring at me because he wants to say something. I don't, uh, I don't, I'm happy to listen to you. But what do you I, think? Do you think yeah. uh, we're, on, we're on to something? Do you think that people do know enough already and it's kind of like we're just kind of being finickety? Now, now it's different because of how in general, this this generation is quite significantly different because of how technologically advanced it is. Yeah. So now you can find anything online on a video. Yeah. And like before, you had to learn how to do something. E even if you wanted to fix a shelf, and maybe you got a book, you'd have to read the book, understand what it meant, and then fix the shelf. Now you just watch the video and blindly just do it. it it's all temporary now. You don't mm. need to learn how to grout because. Uh, Next time I need to grout, I'll just go and find the same YouTube video and do it again. It's not, you don't need to learn it long term memory That's anymore. That's so true. Now it, everything is all just short term memory. The education system is about memory retention in a world that memory retention isn't really important. Dude, it's the you won't have a calculator in your pocket thing, and now we all yeah. do. So, what was the point in all of those years doing like long division and learning times tables and all that? Kind of. It's great skill to have, or orienteering, like mm. learning how to read a compass, brilliant, but my phone just does it. Yeah. So until phones go away, or whatever, like technology just yeah. fucks off. 
I think, and it's back to, I suppose, what you talked about with your grandparents, Jack. The, uh, this idea that, like, like, the older generation know everything that's on the internet is fine. That's one thing. But there's things in, line on, in life that you can't learn from a book or you can't learn from the internet. There is certain things, like, we'll say, like, in terms of how you deal with people, how you carry yourself and things like that. I know you're looking like you you do, you disagree with that. No, I know. I'm yeah. trying to think of examples of yeah stuff that you can't. But it's I, very few things you can't. I mean, people, there is yeah. there is there's 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 things online. There's even guys that offer dating advice online and like yeah. how you talk. I mean, like, not that I've used. Why are you looking at me like that? Why are you looking at me like that? Back off. But like, I mean, there's guys that um, I've seen or someone's told me. There's guys online that teach you how to talk to girls. And like, you yeah. know, like, for example, I really, uh, that was a shit example. Move on, move on, carry on talking. No, but like, all right, I put it this way. I, I use yourself, Mikey, right? If you were learning to play guitar and you were learning to play guitar from YouTube videos, there's certain people who can do it through that and it can be self-thought and things like that. Mm-hmm. But there are certain, I know myself when I tried a couple of times to learn guitar, I couldn't do it through YouTube videos. I needed somebody there right there with me to be able to show me, all right, Darren, this is what you're doing wrong. Totally. And like I, I think they're we're losing that element of things. Definitely. But isn't there also you know? like again? There's this argument, isn't there? Like apps for that. I, as in, why I'm saying that? Isn't there apps that will hear that what you're playing, the chord you're playing, and be like, oh, that's out of tune. You've got. I, I that. think there's something to be said for like physically being in a. Yeah, room. I no, I, I do agree. There, but then yeah. like I was just thinking now, and again, like IKEA, ring me if you haven't. <laughs> but like IKEA will probably release an app in at least the next like two or three years. That'll be like this part that you're like pointing the camera at goes in here. Like there's Legos. You there's probably, have you seen? The yeah. Amazon three six uh, the virtual thing. No, you can, go, you can go on Amazon on the on the app. Say you, you find like a chair that you like, you click on it and it says, "Show me what it looks like in the room." So then you just like point your phone around the room and it projects that is through augmented reality mental. the chair in the room. You can change the color and you go, "What does it look like over there?" Oh, it looks quite nice over there, and it scales it because it can work out how idea, big your yeah. room is and stuff. Lego have so got an app there. where you you point it at. Tons of Lego bricks, like quite, quite evenly laid out, like not just a fucking bunch of them, and it will tell you what piece you're missing for the, what you're doing. That's now. actually very cool. That that's is that's just, just fucking insane. So you made so me laugh when you said there'll be an app to help you learn how to do anything. Imagine swimming. Imagine. <laughs> imagine like, I mean, you, some things you need physical. That you know, is true. People. Yeah, you can't rely on <laughs> you know like Siri to help you. With. My dad. Hey Siri, call nine nine nine. Sorry, do your backstroke. My, my my dad always used to joke when we were young, like he was saying, like the imagine if you're getting golf lessons over the phone, but now obviously now he obviously meant like we'll say, like telephone, like not yeah, exactly yeah. like through a YouTube video or something. But now you can do that. That's what I mean. But like, it's not not to be all negative about it. There is certain things that millennials have brought to the table that isn't um, that are not bad. Like, I mean, we talked about work life balance and this stuff like in the last season. And we talked about this whole thing of like, you know, lads wanting to talk about how hard they worked and how long they worked for mm. and everything like that. And now we're getting into a world where we don't really need to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that can only be a positive thing, I suppose. You know what I mean? If we're working smart, working smart and not harder, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I do. You should want to work hard, do you? Like you, you should find but, the thing that you want to actually work on. No, 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 I that's think. fine. But what I mean is, in the sense of like, if I would look at a YouTube video, right, trying to learn the guitar, 
Yeah. I'd be doing very hard work trying to learn it because I didn't know what I was doing wrong or what I was doing right. It'd be just like, because remember those old tapes of like um, when you're trying to learn Spanish and you'd say it completely yeah. wrong and the guy, no matter what you said, would turn around and go, Excelente. Excelente. <laughs> Excelente. Bravissimo. Or whatever it was like, you know what I mean? Like telling you you're doing a great job. Yeah. And if you were working smarter, you would say you'd have somebody, you'd pay somebody the whatever, the 20, 30 pounds or whatever to be in the room with them and say, okay, for an hour, listen to me play, let me do exactly what I'm doing and then tell me where I'm going wrong. And that, that to me then is working smarter. Definitely. You know what I mean? Rather than spending hours on YouTube videos doing the wrong thing. Also because it's tailor-made for you. Like yeah. uh, watching it through an app or through a YouTube video, it's just made for the general audience. Whereas I think mm. sat like this, you know, the teacher is solely focused on you yeah, and what yeah, you're yeah, doing yeah. and then alters it accordingly, yeah. you know. Yeah. If they're a good teacher. Though. Yeah. Well, we'll leave that there then. That's, uh, that's, so that's our topic on sheltered millennials. Let us know if you are a sheltered millennial and that if you want to, to talk to us, because we're very lonely here. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I was We've expecting had some. you to shout about taxes more. Really? Yeah. Oh, you right. seem very excited to shout, shout about the taxes. No, I just, I just think people don't know enough about it. And like, I mean, it's, it's, it's obvious. Like, it is, people are so closed off to the fact that like, the money comes out of your paycheck every single week mm. or every single month, however yeah. it's done. And they're like, oh yeah, that's for that probably. And they've got absolutely no idea. When I tell some people <laughs> they've got a pension at work, they're like, I've got a pension. It's yeah. like, yeah, you've been paying into it for like four years. And they're like, oh, whoa. And they're like, how do I access it? And I was like, all the information. Do any of the blue check have. staff have pensions? Everyone has a pension. By law now, mm. you you have to be signed up to a pension scheme if you're PAYE, but you can only, that mean you that we're paying Mikey a pension? Do I have one? From us. Fuck off. <laughs> From us. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Am I earning one right now? Yeah, this we're going to pay the GFP retirement. I'll cash it, cash it out when I'm at 89. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, th I think there's... I, we've discussed some, like, not heavy topics, but like topics where I'm just sitting there and I'm like, ah, oh, mm, okay, that was interesting for once. <laughs> um, right, so in our next episode, we are doing Jack and Mikey's birthday special but before we do that i'm going to tell you a little bit about it so that you know what you're up for okay so i said it to you earlier on today we have a guest coming in so the guest coming in is your friend andy healy are you joking no i'm serious what the he's coming fuck? in how did you get him to come off work what the fuck so he had the day off anyway uh, <laughs> he fucking did it he did and what happens is he's going to come in and he's going to get to tell stories about you and you can't oh, interrupt. Fucking it's Christ. our version of ask me anything. Oh, and just you in case you're getting really nervous. And just so you think you're getting away with it, you're not because I asked Alessio for stories about you as well. No. So you're Is getting, Alessio coming in as well? No, Alessio oh, can't come in. Fuck, Unfortunately, he can't come in. But so we are, I just dodged that he one. Did, he did send me voice notes about stories about you, so oh, I have those as well. Is Andy actually coming? Yeah, he is. Oh, you yeah. are some cunt. Fair Darren. play, I'm Darren. so <laughs> sorry. So, oh. I'm also as well, I told the two of you to keep the 24th of May free. What do you think that I told you to keep it free for? Darren told me, keep the 24th of May free between 7 and 8 o'clock. And we are going Longer to, than that. Well, we are going to be in St. Paul's. Yeah. And Darren has booked the F1 arcade. I have. Yeah. <laughs> I got it right. What's the F1 arcade? The Formula you, you One go, arcade. Like, you can go uh, sim racing. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. An actual M1 Whoa. character. I told yeah. you I'd get it. Yeah. Dude. How the fuck? So. So we'll have a bit of food and we'll do that, that as well it. and everything. Yeah, that So that's it. your presence along Quality. with the, the shirts and stuff I got you earlier on as well. Yeah, Darren also yeah. got us. Oh, I was going to reveal yeah. that in the uh, birthday one. But... No, we'll do that in the birthday one. So yeah. we will. All right. So that was Friday.
Yeah, fuck Andy Healy, bro. <laughs> 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 fuck. He'll be outside in two minutes. Oh, Come on. Shit, bro. What, what do I say? This is Friday. This is that great. was Friday. Is, this is a. This is good. Pay your taxes. <laughs> <laughs> that was the Good Friday podcast. <laughs> Get a pension. <laughs> <laughs>